Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome back if you are a regular listener, although I, I suppose none of you are regular listeners because I haven't put out a regular podcast for a while, but we are back, it's 2024 and I'm very excited to be putting out some episodes again and kicking it off uh, with none other than one of my closest friends, I've uh, been travelling with him solidly for basically the last year, uh, George Grisley, he is a professional windsurfer, uh, an all-round kind of media personality within the industry um, he is the 2023 Towin champion, recently signed to Duotone International uh, as part of their team. Uh, so he is very much uh, an athlete on the rise. Um, and that was kind of one of the reasons why I got George onto the podcast, because we wanted to talk about what the last year has been like for him. He's just about to put out a, a fairly kind of full length film um, about his relationship with the industry uh, and how he's kind of navigated it and, and how he's operating. Um, and it's going to be great to see a sort of longer form films coming back to the sport. You know, it's been very much sort of social media orientated. So we discussed that. Uh, we discussed how he stays motivated, how he deals with uh, achievements. Um, and then one of the biggest things we ended up talking about, and it's always the way, this wasn't something I necessarily had planned for this conversation, um, but we talked about the idea of investing in yourself. Um whether it's uh, financially, mentally, physically, a- any way of doing it, but by, by putting the work in uh, and seeing it pay off dividends in the future and then continuing to do that, uh, how that can be really effective both for your, your mental well-being uh, but also for your general just success um, and how effective that has been for George. Um, so he shares his kind of secrets and his sort of tips of, of why he's been doing that and how it's worked out for him. Um, we discussed uh, ego uh, and how you manage that, the idea of legacy, uh, within the sports and what you're going to leave and why he thinks uh, that being called a good bloke is far more important than people thinking he's an amazing windsurfer. Um, an amazing conversation with a really close friend. It's a great way for me to come back into the podcast. Uh, I mentioned it very briefly uh, there. It's not really something I'm going to get into that much, but um, I've pretty much gone through you know, one of the toughest times of my life over the last six or seven months. Um, and that's why I've taken this big break. Um, it's not something I'm going to talk about a huge amount on the podcast, but we're back now. Um, I'm going to aim to be putting out regular episodes at least one a week um, and I hope you guys are going to jump back in to the lounge with me uh, and enjoy these conversations. Uh, So yeah, without ado, uh, let's hear it from the man himself, Mr. George Grisley. Let's see what it sounds like. Microphone test one two. Test one two. Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, George Grisley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is this has been a long time coming. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but we've been so busy, and then I took the break from from doing all of this. Um, but with everything that's happened to, to you in the last year, uh, and on all yeah. that you've done, like it, it, I thought now was a, was a pretty perfect time. And obviously, you've got your film coming out in in the next few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose kicking off, that's like the first thing I want to talk to you about is this idea of like achievement and what your relationship is to, to that kind of thing. Um, in the last year, you've, you've signed to the Duotone International team, one of the biggest brands uh, in the windsurfing or water sports industry in general. Yep. Um, so you signed to the international team uh, and also you became Towin champion 2023 last year. Um, and all these other accolades, you know, most viral uh, windsurf clip on, on Instagram. Uh, that no-handed burner in, in Fuerteventura. How how do you look back on those achievements now? Um, and how do you think, was that all in your head as you were kind of coming up? Like, how, what, What's this whole process been like? 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a blur considering like I was sat not in this room but in Cape Town this time last year, um, having a bit of a crisis of confidence, let's right. say. Um, yeah, I, I think actually <laughs> one of my bigger achievements this year is uh, starting my social media business and actually being able to fund uh, fund the lifestyle I'm living and my windsurfing side of things uh, alongside that. Um, without that, I wouldn't be doing any of the other windsurfing things. So I'm actually more stoked about that at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have really dreamed it. I, I would like to think that it was in the plan. But um, yeah, one thing kind of snowballed from one to the other. And you kind of pick up a bit of confidence from that, I think. I think, um, yeah, the, from the from the start of the year, um, slowly building into um, my roles in working for the tour and then competing on the tour, uh, doing my first PWA uh, World Tour windsurf event that went really well, mm. like very much <laughs> exceeded my expectations. And then, yeah, just like it all culminated, 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 and then uh, got to finish off the, the year with a really epic trip to Brazil mm. once again. And then, yeah, the film was kind of the end point of the year, I guess. So now it's just got to be uh, finished and come out in a few weeks do you feel like i don't i don't want to say a comeback obviously we've spent a lot of time together over the last couple of years so i perhaps have a more intimate knowledge uh of of what you know everything you've been doing and, and all that stuff than, than everyone listening but you know you, you have dealt with a few rough things in the the last uh, couple of years both professional and personal we don't necessarily need to go into it too much yeah, but yeah. um you know you know getting through that has has this last kind of six months uh, well, i suppose a year actually yeah since you were in cape town last year um, has this felt like a bit of a comeback, or has it been more like, no, this is just something I've been I've been building towards? I'm just really interested to get get behind it because I know you were that kid with the posters on the wall, and you were building up to it, and you've been so passionate about all this. Yeah. But it's quite interesting when someone is one of those kids, and then it actually happens. Yeah. Because so yeah. often it doesn't happen, you know. And you mentioned Fuerteventura, you go there and you get your thirteenth place, and you you know you beat one of the guys that you probably had a poster of on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah. Does does it feel like a bit of a comeback, or are you like, no, 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 this is this is the direction I'm I I should be going in. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the direction I've really wanted to go in. I I wouldn't say this year's been like a comeback. I think it's been more of a like finally finding my feet. Right. Um. Yeah, obviously we worked together in Club Vass like all those years ago um, and I worked there during COVID and that was really fun but I got to the point where I realised that I was ready to take the next step mm. um, and yeah, it was quite a daunting step leaving Club Vass which is obviously a very tight community of people and all of my friends um, and trying to pursue something uh, in the windsurfing industry, which is tricky, um, but kind of out in the bigger, broader, wider world uh, than than VAS itself. Um, so yeah, like trying to find your feet and work out how you're going to fund traveling the world 24-7 um, and essentially be homeless and bounce from one place to the next mm. was uh, a real challenge. But yeah, I think um, I've this year was like, yeah, finding my feet kind of working out what was what worked what didn't work which direction I wanted to go in um, obviously met some very influential people along the way that have steered me in that direction mm -hmm. uh, yourself obviously being one of them Martin being uh, being another who you've had on the podcast before yeah um, and Adam obviously and yeah it's funny to think I was kind of thinking about it before we did this podcast like 
the last podcast I did was my own podcast <laughs> with Sam and you um, and Adam and Max. Um, and that's kind of actually, that was the first thing that got me on the path that I'm on, like mm. without that podcast and uh, happening to do a, a episode with Mr. Adam Sims, like the week before he became the, the CEO of the Freestyle Pro Tour. Um, like complete coincidence didn't know that information and then from there my career has kind of taken a, a path that yeah now I'm starting to really enjoy and and uh, bear the fruits from let's say it's a really it's a really interesting point I think anyone listening in their kind of mid-twenties even 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 later on even you know 20s 30s 40s whatever you know there's all this stuff about you can always start again but from what it, from what I gather, from what you've said, and and you know, thank you for including me in that conversation as well. And this is something I really focused on. That my parents or my you know my mum said to me was like, just maximise every opportunity because you you never know. Mm. And that's not saying you know use people or you know do it with the intention of gaining something from it. I don't, I don't uh, necessarily I don't mean it just like that, but just like if someone offers you something or just have a go. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and anyone listening, like, just be a as proactive as you can. Oh fuck it! It's lockdown. I might just have a go at this podcast talking about windsurfing and freestyle, and it's really niche, but it might be a laugh. Yeah. And you never, you never know. You know that I was the same with this podcast when I first started. I was like, oh, I've had, a, I'm having a meltdown with my mental health. I like listening to podcasts. Let's just have a go. Yeah. And, yeah. and here I am, over four years later. Exactly. You know, basically, took the whole last year off. But you just, just having, having that go and having, it's tough because you've got to have a bit of confidence, haven't you? You've got to have a little bit of, you know. But I don't know. I, I mean, I had no confidence when I started this. I can't really tell you now what it was. Maybe you can speak to it. What 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 started it with you? You've just got to, like that's the one thing I've learned is everything that's good that's come from what I'm doing at the moment is I did it for free. The first thing I did was for free. Mm-hmm. Like the podcast was a passion thing for free. People took note, and and as yeah. a result, I managed to uh, like secure a really weird niche in the sport like uh, doing statistics and graphics for live streams and stuff. But like all of that came from like someone noticing my passion for it. Um, and I think not being afraid to put yourself out there is something uh, that I'm really uh, learning to kind of get through. Um, that was always quite a, a difficult thing, like to feel like you're not good enough to put yourself in those shoes in that position. But um yeah, as a wise man once told me, of Mr. Ollie Scott, you got to fake it till you make it, and uh, and that's uh, yeah, kind of words I live by now. <laughs> I'm by no means the best toe-in windsurfer in in the world or in Europe, but I managed to win the world title last or the European title last year, um, and that's yeah, you just got to put yourself in those positions, and good things will come from it if you yeah. I think that's the worst thing, like the thing I hate about about opportunities I've had that I've turned down it's like oh what could have happened if I'd done that or why if I'd done that maybe that would have happened whereas if you throw yourself into everything then for me like if it goes bad it goes bad and you learn that lesson but you've only got something to gain from it in my opinion yeah fake it fake it till you make it is something again from Ollie Scott as well (laughs) which I I like really took that from him as well and, and just ran with it yeah and you know from like you know, obviously my, my, my day job as well, you know, working in, in, in marketing and stuff and people say, oh, can you do this? Can you do this? And I go, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. And then they'd hire me and then I go, shit, I better get on YouTube and figure out how to learn this yeah. and, and do this. And I would very much like what you said at the start. And uh, there's a guy called Alex Hormozzi who talks about it an awful lot. 
uh, and actually I, I've been I was working with a business mentor towards the end of uh, last year as well and and the way he said to me he was like the way you get more work is by doing more work mm-hmm. don't sit and network and send out LinkedIn connections and do all this and do this just do stuff yeah and like you said offer your services for free if you're passionate about it even if you're not passionate about it just do it for one weekend or whatever yeah you know go and go and do this thing make a good impression work hard try and try and enjoy it along the way and you just don't know yeah you might, might find happen. out like you're really passionate about something exactly. that you didn't even realize or realize you're good at something without even knowing or thinking that you would be yeah um yeah it's like i'm discovering passions for like filming now and yeah. and projects like this that I, I was always into watching these films and stuff, but I never thought I'd have the skills or the understanding to be able to produce or make one myself. And yeah, like you say, if you want to learn it, just go on YouTube. It's really not difficult if you put the time in to learn it. Then yeah, anything's really possible in that sense. So I think, yeah, don't limit yourself to what, what you think you can do. Go and see if you can do it. If you, if you enjoy it, then you're probably going to get pretty good at it. Yeah, that's it. And it, it, it's often like a fascination with how the sausage is made. Do you know what I mean? You know, if you if you have an interest in something, as you start to learn more about it, you become more interested in it. Yeah. So for me, like I've always loved uh, talking. You know, as I said, I worked with you at Club Vass and I was an instructor standing up in front of people and talking and doing all this. And I always sort of commentated the entertain- weird entertainments we did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. But, you know, um, doing all that stuff. And I always knew I loved all that. And then I started this podcast a real low point in my life and I started it and I was like, oh, I quite like this. And then, yeah, a year and a half later, Adam Sims comes knocking and goes, hey, would you like to, Yeah. Would you, would you like to come and be the commentator? And then I went and did that and I went, holy shit, this is my, this is what I feel like I was born for. Like, this is what I want to do. Mm. This is literally my dream job. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, and, I, and like you said, I, I sit, I lie in bed, think about it. I'm like, if I hadn't started the podcast and done that for years for, for not really getting, not really get anything from it other than like a bit of, a few accolades, a few people going, oh, that's really cool that you do that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, would this have happened? Yeah, exactly. Would he have thought of me? You know, and all this. And it is it is fascinating. I mean, I, I get we're potentially just going around in circles here, but <laughs> I suppose anyone listening, like, that's what the the point we're trying to make is is just have a go. And realistically, like, yeah, you're, you're going to be shit at it when you first start. Yeah. Whether it's learning to windsurf or learning to edit a film, starting a podcast, learning to play golf, anything. It, it doesn't matter. If you feel like you'd like to try it, Start a podcast by the sounds of it. <laughs> by the sound, yeah. Please, please don't start a podcast. I've got enough competition. Yeah, I don't need any of that. I mean, I was when I when I think about that stuff, I always think back to uh, me uh, at the start of 2020. I decided I wanted to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I'd seen a few surfers do it that I followed, and I was like, that looks really cool. And I wanted to do a new sport that I could do when it wasn't windy or wavy when I lived in the UK. And I went to the gym and I looked in and there was all these people getting changed, putting their geese on. And they looked real hard, the mats. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, was, I literally got there, looked in and went, oh God, I can't do this. And I went back and sat in my car. And then I was like, no, you can't do this. And I did that three times before <laughs> I went in. And then I walked in and luckily there was another dude there for his first session. It was oh, like nice. January. So it must've been, you know, people's new yeah, year's resolutions. Of course. I fell straight in. <laughs> um, uh, and you know the guy came up he was super nice hey you knew yeah yeah hey, grab this key do this let's go and we did it and i only got like four sessions in and then covid started and yeah. then i didn't didn't do it again for a year and a half but like the the level of like satisfaction and like power i felt from literally just convincing myself to do that 
yeah. was was unbelievable. And it, it kind of made me realize, and I, I should probably think about this a bit more now, <clears throat> you have so much more power over yourself than you think you do. It's so easy to be like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. I can't go and edit a film. I can't do this. Yeah. And actually, you you can. Oh, yeah. For me, like, it's, it was always a daunting task to be like, yeah, I'm going to pay for, produce, like, help co-direct a, a film. Like, this is something that I, like, these are the films that I've been watching as a kid. Yeah. Like, all, all day, every day. <laughs> That's all I did was watch windsurfing films, um, like, content constantly just like refreshing continent seven when that was still a thing like the whole time so to be the one going out and being like yeah i'm gonna make one of those films like yeah i've made like budget versions of uh of trips that we've done in the past and like my kind of progression mm. um when i was still working at vast and going on winter trips every year um but this one is yeah it's a bit bit different it's something like a bit more high production and yeah, it's very, it's very exciting, but it's also like, I'm terrified to release it, like, <laughs> but it will be, I know that it will be worthwhile in the end. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the, the steps that you take. And it's, it's just fun to be looking back the other way a little bit from looking up so much to kind of looking around and being like, oh, I don't feel super out of place here. Yet. Yeah. Who were once your heroes and now your peers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. Like, um, in the movie, I, I won't spoil too much, but yeah, I uh, have a really epic session with Bows Muller, who, for anyone that is into freestyle windsurfing media, which is very niche, but uh, but Bows is the the guy for that. Um, so to share a like crazy session, learn a really hard new move, like in that one session with him, mm -hmm. um, like I came in from that being like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> is that does that really just happened like one of my true idols um as i've just like shared a session with him and learned this crazy difficult new move and and that's uh yeah it's a nice thing to to like kind of end the year on basically because <laughs> yeah. it was at the end of the year so um like it's nice to look around and be like yeah i kind of feel i belong here a little bit more yeah mm -hmm. i've fully don't believe I belong here yet. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Like it, the, the whole, and, and I'm, this is like a subject that comes up so much with in, in this kind of space that this podcast exists in. And that's that, you know, the, uh, is the idea of like this imposter syndrome. Yeah. Feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you don't deserve a seat at the table. Mm. Um, what's your relationship like with that? Because I, I don't want to say your rise has been meteoric, uh, but it's definitely happened in the last year, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not like definitely haven't taken the windsurfing world by storm or anything that's not the case at all but um from my personal perspective um it's all happened quite quick hasn't it yeah like i've always been um like coming to cape town every winter in brazil and stuff and you meet obviously a lot of the top guys yeah. on these trips um and i obviously started going to events in 2021 was my first event in uh, in greece theologos um and that was like I mean, that first event was pretty crazy. That was just like looking around at all my heroes being like, yeah. Um, and having my first heat against Joop Schmidt, who, if anyone knows who Joop Schmidt is, is like one of another one of my icons as well. So yeah, you kind of go from looking around and being like, wow, the whole time. Um, and this year is like the first time I felt like, oh shit, I can actually compete to a level with these guys. Right. Like the top guys, I'm still not there yet, and I'm I'm well aware of that. 
Um, but I'd like to think, I'd like I'm well aware that I'm not the most talented windsurfer in the in the fleet, but I do think I work quite hard, mm. and I'd like to think I'm one of the smarter competitors on tour. A little bit of a like I always look at Dieter as well as a, a great example of someone who he, I mean he has the talent as well, but he he knows exactly what to do in a windsurf heat against um, someone who might be more naturally talented than him. Mm. But he knows what to do to beat them, and he yeah. and he's smart about it. And I'd like to think that I'm slowly building that skill up. Um, so yeah, and I'm sure that's the same can relate to other sports as well. Um, if people if people do other sports, of course, um, windsurfing's uh, windsurfing's quite specific. But I'm sure if in kiting or in football or something like you might not be the best player or the best kiter but if you're clever about how you go about your work then you can maximize your performance um, and i think that's something that this year has been quite good for um, so from my perspective i'm like well aware that i'm not the best mm. but i'm like working hard and i'm working on trying to be the smartest if that makes sense mm. um, and yeah i think that relates also to sponsors and to it's like not just your performance on the water but it's your results and your support that you then gain off the water as well um for me yeah social media is uh what i do now as a business and uh self-employed um as a freelancer and so be it like that all came from my love for doing social media for myself yeah i like i like editing windsurf clips and putting it online and and stuff like this and then I started learning about it and then editing and and stuff like this and going from that from my personal stuff to then my business is like also super rewarding um, and then you kind of just gain these passions um, and that's what kind of um, fuels fuels my fire as it were like perform on the water perform off the water and try and like maximize opportunities yeah it's a really pragmatic a really, a really desirable approach, I think, that a lot of people could, you know, learn something from. And I think it, it's essentially just taking it step by step and actually kind of breaking it down and going, what what is actually in front of me? Mm. And kind of, to a certain extent, it sounds like almost like trying to ignore what everyone else is doing. You know, there's this whole thing, com comparison is the thief of joy. And, you know, sadly, in the world of sports, especially as an athlete and things like this, I mean, I, I can't speak to it personally, but all the conversations I've had and, you know, through the commentating and things like, it's a very prevalent thing within sports and being an athlete is you are going to naturally compare yourself to everyone else. Ah, yep. oh, shit, they've just gone and done this. They've just signed with this brand. They've just done all this, yep. you know. But it sounds like what you're doing is really like, no, I'm, I'm very much like treading my own path and actually, so far, it's kind of, you know, the, the fruits of your labor have, have shown yeah. to work, you know, even if it is slightly different to how X person is doing it. For sure. I think it is a little bit different. Um, don't get me wrong. I am the first person to compare myself. <laughs> like, we, I mean, we had a session the other day at Langaban um, and with Lennart the first time um, that he's been, he's just arrived and we had our first session, like it was a bit of a light wind session. Um and I see him doing all these moves, it's like absolutely crazy stuff that I've never been able to do before in not ideal conditions. And that instantly was, I was like, oh God, <laughs> like, there's still so long, like so far to go to get to that level, if I ever would ever get to that level in, in, in the first place. But 
um i think it is there like obviously we all compare ourselves um to other people and and that is part of being um a professional windsurfer is like you are trying to get the best deal for yourself it's it's quite well known and uh that it's quite difficult to get a good deal in windsurfing so the guys who have it you're comparing yourself to them you're comparing your value to them and then you're trying to see what you can add on top of that um and some will say that that doesn't exist and there's not it's not that competitive but if like i do kind of see it as that competitive which uh might be a bit different to other people but if you if you want to make it in this uh smallish industry mm. but it's got a lot of potential to grow which is why i'm so passionate about it still but if you're competitive in this industry that's what's going to push like the level of a the sport and a the deals are around in the sport um and i think this is like more my drive like off the water stuff as well as on the water stuff yeah very altruistic yeah yeah well, it, it's it's that thing the old adage I, I find myself saying a lot like the tide rises all ships mm. it's very easy to be quite selfish i imagine as a as a as an athlete and it because it is all about you yeah uh, especially in a sport like windsurfing where it's not a team sport as well yeah um and it, it is all about you but actually thinking you know like you said the windsurfing industry sadly it, it's not the biggest industry in the world mm. um you know it, it could could do with a little bit of an injection of enthusiasm and uh yeah, preferably a bit of money. Um, but bit of money, a bit of, uh, bit of fresh faces, I would say. A bit of fresh face, a bit of love. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and a little bit of, you know, stopping, uh, just harking back to gold, the golden age. You know, it, uh, to a certain point, it, it starts to get a bit boring and go, right, actually, let's let's focus on what we're doing now and how we can continue doing it. Yeah. And I think the, the more we get that, the more opportunities are going to arise um, and things like that. Do you... You get, I, I, this is from our personal relationship. I know this, but you, you yeah. get quite a lot of other riders sort of speaking to you of, about this, and you you found yourself almost giving advice yeah. to to a lot of people. How 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 do you deal with that? You know, in terms of talking about the imposter syndrome uh, that I mentioned earlier. You know, it sounds like you've got a really good system in place for dealing with that yourself. Mm. But when you do get these messages from these guys going, how do how do I do this? Why am I not getting a deal? Why is this not happening for me? What's what's going on? Do you, do you find that's quite a strange thing for you suddenly to be getting these messages and people almost asking for your advice or have you kind of got that confidence now to be like, well, fuck yeah, they're asking me. Um, I wouldn't say it's a fuck yeah, they're asking me. That's I like. It's always nice to know that um, some people are potentially looking at what you do and seeing that as an example that you're setting. Mm-hmm. That's that's a nice feeling. Um, but I always tell people the same, and it's kind of actually something I realised in the last month personally myself as well. It's like every step that I've taken further forward so far in my career has been because I invested something into it. Right. So whether I went to an event and, uh, or I went to an IQ foil event and I earned some money from working there on a live stream. Yeah. Um, that money doesn't go towards like necessarily my rent or, or wherever like my flights next I'm going next. That's now gone towards the camera I've just bought. Right. And that camera is going to be used to then, create better content so that I can give myself better exposure, which is then going to lead to other stuff. So this is kind of the thing that I always tell people is like, if, if they do ask, it's like, you've got to invest in yourself. Like you've got a, you're not just a windsurfer, like who goes out, windsurfs, shreds on the water. Epic. That's great. But if no one sees it, like 
who's going to support you like realistically especially businesses brands like you could be the best windsurfer in the world but if no one if no one sees that you're doing that then who gives a fuck quite <laughs> honestly um to put it br- to put it bluntly so for me it's like you've got to invest in yourself and and for me media is the way forward to do this yeah. um it's a big focus on the movie as well is like how we have a great opportunity uh as winds in as windsurfers and if we follow the examples set by other extreme sports then we should be looking at media as like a way of putting ourselves on the map as it were um and to do that you've got to invest in yourself you've got to invest in going on trips you've got to invest in camera equipment you've got to invest in if you don't want to do that work yourself because you don't feel like you're passionate enough about it or you don't want to do it then you've got to invest in someone else to do that for you so this is what i always kind of tell people um but yeah it's not a like it, it's nice to be asked these questions and i'm always happy to give advice to anyone that asks um obviously i don't give away all my secrets otherwise <laughs> otherwise everyone would be doing what i'm doing or better probably better than me so um yeah so far it's you know as we said i'm not breaking breaking the windsurf world or anything like this but it is it's going in the right direction so um to be recognized for that is nice um but yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah invest in yourself is such such a great message and such a cool way of saying it and i know it's very easy to push back um and go well lucky for you you can still pay your rent and you can still do all this and there is a certain level of that of course um i work just as hard and as you do as well like we all work hard to provide for ourselves we're not necessarily provide unless you've got a family with kids and stuff yeah um for me i'm in my mid-20s um and i'm investing for myself for my future yeah i understand it when a little bit later down the line if you've got a wife kids yeah yeah, of of course then you then you do it for alternative reasons but we're investing in ourselves and uh for me i'm investing in the lifestyle i want to live as well it's not just like i don't just do windsurfing because i love windsurfing i always also love the lifestyle that comes with it yeah and traveling around the world to all these cool places like this year especially has been uh the first year that i've really left bass and explored the whole of europe in the summer like i i was a kid growing up in vass every summer for 10 years yeah so the only place I've ever been in the summer is Vass, like whether it be on holiday and then transitioning to work. And this year is like getting out into the world, like going to all these new places, new spots I've never been, going to Fuerta, the Canary Islands, like all of that has come from an investment further like back that's now paying off now. Um, and that's the key thing, I think, for me. As, as something I only realized really recently, like... Yeah. A month ago, I think I was like, all of this has come because I paid for that thing that I used to get me to there, which has now led to this, and it all like spirals, snowball effects, as it were. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's that's the key. In- invest in yourself, and your happiness will come with that, and your well-being will come uh, will come from that. If we want to look at like mental health, yeah. the mental health side of it, like I know I'm in the best place personally when i'm in a windy place <laughs> where it's hot and my friends are around like mm. that's that's my three things mm. um and 
being able to live this lifestyle and investing in myself to get me to that position is what allows me to enjoy those three things basically so that's that's kind of if i could say anything to anyone about like if you like and it doesn't have to be windsurfing obviously it can relate yeah, it will relate to everything mm-hmm. but that's kind of a really key message that i would like tell people is just invest in yourself yeah like if you've got money in the bank that's great but you can always get more money but you can't you can't get back time yeah and time is the biggest currency absolutely mate yeah. preaching to the choir with that yeah yeah it, really interesting that you found that in the in in the last month you've kind of had this realization of like oh, I, uh, the reason I'm where I am is because I've invested in myself in in the past. I imagine now you're probably sitting there going right. Well, I'm now I'm I'm at this next rung on the ladder and I'm investing myself even more. What's it going to be like in X amount of time? Mm. Does that mean you kind of struggle to stay present a bit? I mean, obviously you've said you only sort of realised this in the last month, but I suppose has that meant you're kind of do you find you're kind of always sort of focusing on the future and the, the nature of the life you're living? Because I've essentially, yeah. I've basically lived that life with you for the last almost year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and one thing I've realized I do a lot, uh, and, and Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot in his, in, in his book, you know, he's, he, this guy books a holiday, he gets to the destination, he sits down and he goes, God, it's nice here. I can't wait to come back next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you, you end up going, what? We always joke about it. In, we joked about it in Greece all summer this year. We're like, right, boys, how, how are we going to make this better next year? Yeah. And we go, right, we're going to buy lightsabers. And we're going to buy, <laughs> we're going to live in a nicer place. And we're going to do all this. And, and it does mean that you, there is a certain level of you stopping being, being present and something, you know, I, I've basically just navigated uh, the, the toughest six or seven months of my entire life. Yeah. Um, you know, through what I've done, and it's the reason why you guys are listening to this podcast now, and you haven't listened to a podcast for the last eight or nine months, because uh, I took a huge break, and yeah. Um, but one thing I've really worked on to get better at is being where I call it. Well, Chris Williamson on Modern Wisdom says it a lot, but I've coined it: is is being where my feet are, mm-hmm. and and that idea of being really present and staying exactly where you are. Yeah. Um, and he talks about it even even just like taking little moments to kind of remind yourself. So he, the way he says it is like feeling all the perforations on his steering wheel while he's driving. Okay. Trying to take a few moments like that each day. I, I do it at the moment. At the moment I'm eating a lot of sushi from the supermarket <laughs> here. Pick and pay sushi. Maybe I'm playing fast and loose with my stomach. Um, and I'm joking, pick and pay if you're listening. Your, your sushi's <laughs> awesome. Um, but even like I'll be unwrapping the cling film on my sushi and I'll be like, be where you're yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm eating my sushi in Cape Town right now. <laughs> you know, and it, it's something I've really, really tried to work on. Yeah. Um, and it, it's definitely made me a much better and a much happier human. Even when we're at an event and everything's shit <laughs> and we've got so much to do and we're so tired and my voice doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and I'll sit there in front of my laptop and I've got microphones in front of me. I've got people shining lights in my face and all this. And I'm like, I just sort of try and take a moment and be like, be where your feet are. And then I kind of realize like, oh, actually, this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And even even sitting eating my sushi by myself, and I may be a bit sad about other things that are going on in my life, but I'm like, I'm in Cape Town. I'm yeah. going windsurfing later. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Is is that something you find your long, long way around there, I realize. But no, no, is, yeah. is that something that you find you're doing now? Now that you've had this realization of this investing in yourself and you know that it's going to pay off in the future, yeah. how do you work on balancing knowing that's going to happen whilst going, I need to fucking make sure I enjoy what's happening today? Yeah, I I think I have those moments on the water. Cool. Um, for me, it happens quite often, unfortunately, now. But uh, like, if I'm having a bad session and I'm like crashing the whole time. Um, 
especially if I'm like a distance myself away from other people on the water as well. Mm -hmm. And quite often I'll take like 15, 20 seconds just to like look around at where I'm windsurfing. Um, because I've windsurfed in some pretty amazing places. I'm very privileged to, to say that. But um, sometimes like if you're having a bad session on the water, you're like, why can't I land this trick? Or like, what is going on? I can always do this and now I can't. Like just to stop, look around and be like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> like life's all right. Yeah. Um, I have those moments there a lot more. Off off the water is um, like I'll I'll sometimes catch myself. I, it's not something I'm like I'm trying to do the whole time, but I'll sometimes catch myself again. Normally when I'm in a bad frame of mind, and I'll look around and be like, oh, this is all right actually. Like it could be worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're kind of my moments. Um, I think the the investing thing. I I am quite one of those people that looks forward quite a lot um, at like what has happened, like what I want to happen. Um, not necessarily like manifesting it as it were, but I I do like to be like I want to be there in a year's time. And actually, <laughs> I was saying it earlier, like I relate it to this year, this time last year in Cape Town. Because Cape Town is one of those places I normally come back to. I've, I've done six out of the last seven summers here. Right. Um, so it is one of those places where I can stop and be like, where else, Where was I at this point last year in Cape Town? And that's kind of like, yeah, it's a new year. But it's also like, same place. I look around, like, what what's changed in that time? Um, so I would say that here is like that point that I reflect a little bit more. Because it's a constant place. Mm. Um, unlike the rest of my year but um, yeah I think it, it's definitely good to be present I, I like to be like in the moment and, and enjoying it um, but I am one of those people that is also like I want to be there yeah um, and like that's also my like what drives me like I'm not I like if I've got nothing to do I'm like one of the worst humans beings to be around <laughs> Like sometimes I like just switching off and doing nothing and like turning all the screens off and just li literally just sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, but if I've got like nothing to do or nothing to look forward to, I can be quite like agitated as it were. Um, so like, yeah, I'm, I would say like my motivation is like I want to get there. So yeah. that's what I'm going to wake up today and do. Um, that's kind of like my personality anyway. So um like it's yeah the water time is when i'm really present yeah that's that's a really thing. cool that's a cool way of way of saying it like the and and i i kind of do it a lot i was i used to be such a dick to myself when i would go windsurfing just like not this year in brazil but the year before when yeah. we were there and we'd go and i'd be having a bad time and i would take myself away but instead of taking myself away and sitting there and being like look how good this is look what, look at everything you have yeah Sadly, at the point I was, I was looking at everything I didn't have, yeah. and I would com just relentlessly comparing. And you know what it's like, you know, or anyone, whatever sport you play. As soon as you start getting angry about your performance, do you start getting better at it? <laughs> you absolutely do not. You, you start, you start becoming a lot worse at it, and you start you know, beating yourself up and and all this. Um, and ultimately, I mean, especially for for me, I'm not in the in the in the industry in the same capacity you are i'm not i'm not competing i'm not an athlete so actually my performance on the war does not matter at all as long as i can still talk about it it doesn't matter so yeah. this this pressure that i put on myself was so relentless 
um, and ultimately it, it did nothing but damage to my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and actually, the minute I I've learned to sort of take that off this year, and now I I find myself I do do exactly the same thing. I remember I, I have like in my brain one session in in Vas uh, in Greece this year, mm. which uh, it's one of our favourite places in the world. It's probably the place in the world I feel most comfortable. Um, and 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 I remember there I start I started I felt the beast rising. I felt myself <laughs> starting to have a shit time, and I was like. You know, and, and the way I used to talk to myself, and you're like, you're a piece of shit, you're this, you're this. And I'd be like, no, nah, right, I need to level this out. And I remember I just, like, sat on my board. Yeah. I was like, right, mate, you got to stop this. And I was out the back, so you're about a mile out. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful you... surroundings. Oh. And, I, and I sat down on my board, and I just looked around for, like, 10 seconds. I looked to the mountain, uh, and then I looked back in, and there was loads of people windsurfing, and I was like, oh, that was my friend. And then you <laughs> spot your mate and all this. And I was like, mate... This is what I said to myself. I was like, you just have to, you have to just take this in. You have to just enjoy this. Yeah. I realise we sound like a couple of privileged little shits right now, but um, our our experience is our experience, and that's you, you make you know, your own privilege. Is my man. one of uh, one of my things that I <laughs> I kind of live by. It's beautiful way of saying it. But um, yeah, I think I mean Vass especially. I've also <laughs> been there like horrible day at work, and. Uh, <laughs> out the back videoing people or in the rescue boat getting drenched and cold and wet and whatever. But yeah, you just, I, I always try and like look around because like it is like Vasiliki Bay. If no one's been there, it is stunning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all our friends are there and it's warm and it's windy. So it's one of the reasons it's one of my favorite places. Um, and yeah, that's something I try and take is like, just look around. Um, and, uh, I think it like it could always be worse. Mm. Um and w with windsurfing like I'm exactly the same now like if I if I'm having a bad session then I've got more of a desire to come in stop windsurfing and pick up a camera and film someone else windsurfing. Cool. And that's kind of like right you're having a shit time but if I like capture a really good moment of someone else then they're going to be stoked on that which is going to make me more stoked on it as well. Yeah yeah yeah. Then, then I'll be like, that's a way more productive use of my time. So that's now like, and that again is only kind of been a bit more recent, like that I want to swing in that direction a little bit more. Um, so I think that, like having something to take yourself out of if those bad mind frames. And I mean, you're windsurfing this year as a result of that, like looking around and, and kind of being more present is like your windsurfing has just gone like up to the next level mm. because... It, it does do that. Like I'm, I'm also like all windsurfers are the same. No one gets better when they get angry. Yeah. Like the only person I've seen on the water that gets better when they're really angry is somehow Anton Albert. Yeah. He can be like <laughs> so aggressive, uh, but then he'll just go huge. Just finds the fire. He'll be huge and then stomp it. Still be really angry about it because it's like he's like I've been there as well. It's like oh, I could have done it even better. I reckon. Mm. Um, it, it, he's the only person I've ever seen windsurf like that. Everyone else, as soon as their brain goes, their performance goes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, now I'll try and take myself away from windsurfing, if that's the case, um, and, and pick up a camera and, and film someone. I think that's like having an escape from that mindset is more important than like trying to like keep grinding at it and like thinking it's going to get better. Because it is not going to get better. Yeah, and it, it can it can be viewed through a certain lens as kind of like admitting defeat, but it's it it's almost not. It's almost like 
refusing to take it as a defeat and being like, no, 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 I'm going to find another way to make this a victory. Whether it is yeah. sit on your board for 15 seconds, look around, and rather than speak to yourself horribly, speak to yourself in a nice way and be like, mate, look where you are. You know, that that's like the thing for me. Or like you said, you go, right, do you know what? Actually, I'm not in the flow today. This yeah. isn't working. I'm going to come in, hit the reset button. I'll film my mates for 20 minutes. Oh, sick. Sandy or Martin or whoever just did something cool and it's on film. They're going to be really stoked about this. Yeah. And then you go, right, they come in. Oh, hey, George, you want to swap on a film? Be like, yeah, right, I'll go back out for a bit. Yeah. And you, I literally remember you did it the other day at the at the lake. You went out, you were having such a shit time. You were in <laughs> such a mood. And then you went, you had two runs where you stomped two massive moves. Yeah. And it, you realize as well, things can just change like that. Yeah. All, all you need to do is just try and keep a for lack of a better term like just keep a keep a lid on it yeah just try and try and sort it out try and level yourself off um it, yeah it makes such a huge difference um before we finish up um another big thing i wanted to talk to you about i suppose we've kind of touched on it without saying it uh and that is ego um and how you how you manage it you know that i always say there's this there's this really fine line between confidence and, and ego mm. um and i think you need a certain level of ego you need to think you're a fucking badass sometimes. Yeah. And I think, and this is controversial, <laughs> I think uh, as as men, um, a lot of the time, we're kind of told that having an ego is really, really bad. And it's driven down to the point where we start feeling like shit about ourselves. And actually, a little bit of ego is good. We should be able to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, you're a fucking badass, bro. Yeah, dog. A, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, like... You're a legend, man. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're kind of taught we shouldn't be doing that because it makes you an arsehole and you shouldn't be doing it. But there is a fine line, and I understand there is a fine line. And I think all of us, uh, as men and, and women too, I'm sure, but have, have crossed that line and been able to look back and go, oh, man, yeah, I was a bit of a dick there. But that time, actually, that was me just backing myself. Yeah. And, and there is that fine line. Um, what's your relationship with uh with with ego and, and how you've balanced it over the last year as you've had all these accolades come in yeah. you've been on podiums and you found yourself getting amazing results and you found yourself on the Jotun international team how, how have you gone about managing that ego and going let's stay stay as the george you are now yeah um i'd like to think it hasn't changed me at all um those things have definitely given me confidence um that's like without a shadow of a doubt like um, I think especially being recognized for what I'm doing from Duotone um, and them having the trust in me to be like, yeah, we want you to um, join the team and, um, and lead us forward a little bit um, in that in that sense, and especially in media. Um, that's like a huge confidence to be like someone's like basically a pat on the back and going, yeah, we, we trust you to do this. Um, but I always try and think like, how when I first got on tour, um, how people were with me. Mm. Uh, I would say, like as as a rookie who's never been there before, um, most of them like I don't I've never met before. Some some I have like on trips and stuff, but most I'd never met, especially the bigger names as well. Um, and all of them were so welcoming um, and so friendly and like happy to give advice and like ask you what you've been up to, like where you sail normally and like very down to earth, very like humble people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like how I would like to come across. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously still very new on the tour, um, but as of, as my position now working for the tour as well, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm relatively open 
um, in in terms of that. But yeah, I think ego ego is like you say, like it can be too much, and and there is that fine line. But I think you have to be confident in what you're doing, mm. and and for me, it's like being confident in the plan that I've set out. So like. I've got these goals, I've got these targets where I want to be. I'm like confident on that's the direction I want to go in. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like when people question it, oh, so why do you want to do that? Like, I like to think I should always be able to say, well, I'm doing that because of this, 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 and this. It's, and like, obviously it's good to be questioned on things and uh, get a different perspective from other people. Um, but I think it's good to like, if you set out to do something, to do it like this, um and be confident in it and that should relate to how you are as a person mm. um i don't think yeah th i don't want to be the egotistic uh person and i'd like to think that these accolades that i've managed to scrape up this year haven't done that at all mm. um but it's good to be confident and yeah. i don't i don't think like i've been in places where i'm completely not confident and I know how that makes me feel internally, um, which is just like you feel insecure. You don't feel so great around the company that you're in. Um, and that just gives you an overall feeling of like, Ugh, like I yeah. don't feel comfortable at all. So you, you need to like have a certain level of confidence on what you're doing. Um, but yeah, don't. I don't think that what you've achieved should change who you are as a person and how people perceive you necessarily. Um, so I think as long as you're just a good bloke. Yeah. <laughs> just try and be an open open book, I think. Yeah. And, and people can take you or leave you. If they get on with you and they like you, then epic. If they don't, then they, let, they, they let don't. Go. Then don't try and force it either. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, a really nice, it's a really nice way of, of thinking about it. Um, you know, is, is ultimately it doesn't, doesn't matter what you are or what you what you do or, or how many, you know, world titles you've got or how much money you have or, or anything like that. Yeah. Not not letting that affect the person you are. Trying to separate those things, I think, is, is a really nice message. And I think all too often we see people these days tying their self-worth to their accomplishments. Yeah. And the minute you do that, that's when the ego starts because you go, well, I'm really good because I've got a million pounds in my bank because yeah. I started this business. Or I'm really good because I'm a professional windsurfer and I've got, you know, and I, I'm better than all of you or all yeah. the, you know, all these things and you, and you start doing that. But if you can work on separating those things and go, hi, I, I'm George and I'm yeah. just a really good bloke and a cool guy to have a beer with. But I also do all this stuff. Yeah. And this is like a part yeah. of me. But like, actually, if you sat down with me and you don't know anything about the windsurfing or anything like that, we'd probably still have a nice time and have a good conversation yeah. and, and do all this stuff. And I think that's a really amazing place to, to be at. Um, and I think... I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I think I've really tried to like cultivate that as well. Mm. Um, especially as well, you know, I, I'm self-employed and you are as well. And, and anyone else out there, out there listening, like things can go shit pretty fast as well. Oh, yeah. and, and if you tie your self-worth and you end up having this ego to, while, while you're doing really well, the yeah. minute you stop doing well, or the minute something, you know, say you don't, don't win, you know, at the next event you go to, you have a really bad time. Yeah. Or you lose a sponsor. You know, which we're seeing a lot of athletes in the industry happening and things. Yep. Suddenly, that self worth plummets off a cliff. Yeah, and then all people are going to remember 
is is the way you treated them. They're not going to remember, God, he was so good at Windsor. God, yeah. he used to be so rich. They're just going to remember, like, I was a bit of a dick. Yeah. That guy was a bit of a dick. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that's all they're going to remember, and that's going to be your legacy. And I'm not one for a legacy or anything like that, but I, I think... No, I think I, I am to an extent, actually, yeah. on that. I think um, the if you leave an impression on someone, especially in a positive way, then that's really beneficial yeah. to both yourself because you feel a good amount of self-worth from that and also they feel good about that because they've got someone to look up to like for yeah. example I looked at, still look up to Bows yeah. like as a real big inspiration and I, I think his legacy will be epic within the war sports and he's transferred like gone past windsurfing and doing all these other sports and still has the equal amount of respect um, between all of them mm. Um so when I was in Brazil and I had some dinners with uh, the Duotone team, who were like the wing team, because yep. there was that wing event out there. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, they were saying, oh, have you met Bows? Do you know Bows? And I was like, oh, funny enough, I actually had a session with him the other week. Mm. And th- these guys were all hardcore wingers. And they were just like, such a legend. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he is a real legend. But he's a legend in windsurfing, winging, kiting, anything with a foil on it, really. Um, and I think that's his kind of legacy yeah, is yeah. that he is a great bloke and like you don't need to meet him to know that and I think that he's left a positive impression impression on so many people that actually his legacy is a really great thing to be to be celebrated mm-hmm. um, and I mean he's not even halfway done yet I imagine no. so um, I think I think legacy is something that it's not something I wake up in the morning and go shit what are people going to think of me in 20 years time I yeah, yeah. couldn't give a fuck about that but it's more like if you leave a good impression on someone once mm. then that's your legacy on them like you can't redo first impressions no so if you leave a good impression on someone the first time then it's normally going to stick through your relationship with that person whether it's a one-off meeting or a long-term friendship or not friendship whatever it is yeah so i i do think that that's quite important and i think it's something that i try to be aware of um and yeah i think i think it uh, it plays a, a role yeah it's a nice thing to have in the have in the background as as like you said a, a an almost like a guideline of like you know a, yeah. a blueprint of like it you know I've got it in the back of my head this this means i'm gonna behave well because it is always in the back of my head that I want to make sure that people think, you know, good of me. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think it's about necessarily behaving well, um, but yeah, you just want to be you. You just want to be a good bloke. Yeah. Uh, as ter- <laughs> in terms of guys go, like the ultimate compliment to me would be like he's a good bloke. Bloody good bloke. I like hanging out with him. He's a cool bloke. Yeah. Like good, that. That if anyone if anyone said that about me. Because it's unlikely they ever say it to my face, but like if someone said that about me, I'd be buzzing to hear that. Like yeah. that's that's the ultimate compliment. Yeah. You could tell me I'm a great windsurfer or whatever, but that wouldn't really compare to being called a nice person. A legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think uh, I think that's important as well, um, and kind of relates back to the ego and confidence yeah. a little bit as well, I guess. But yeah, I think that's that's important to to leave a good impression yeah um leave a good taste in people's mouths as it were absolutely um and then finally but before we finish up uh you've got a 
You've got a film coming out. Tell people mm. when and where. I, I think this will probably go out in a couple of weeks, so the film might be out by then. Okay. I know it's I know it's due to come out in 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 a few weeks. As we record this, it's the middle of January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell us tell tell us uh, uh, what you can. I know you want to keep a lot of it kind of locked yeah, away yeah. a secret. But tell us very briefly about about the film. Um. Um. Yeah. Why you're excited to be putting it out? Yeah. So the film's called Bittersweet. Um. It's broadly about my relationship with the windsurf industry and my current life decisions um, as to whether I want to be a social media manager and focus on that or really focus on being a professional windsurfer um, and kind of the internal battles that go on within my silly little brain. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of talk about the industry. Uh, you're in it, so people should definitely watch it for that. Um, and yeah, it's just a load of guys having a great time on a trip. Uh, and you see a bit of my internal struggles <laughs> along the way to tell a bit of a story. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long time in the making, doing it with Martin uh, Molinar, who, if you haven't listened to Sandy's episode with him uh, about cancer on mm. the podcast, is a definite must-listen to. Um, so yeah, it's uh, us us three. Uh, Sam, who's been mentioned on the podcast, I know, a few times. Yeah. Um, and some new friends um, kind of going on a windsurf trip. And yeah. it's it's going to be really good. I think if it if this comes out at the end of January, hopefully it will be out by then. We're uh, waiting on Martin a little bit with the editing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, a week to uh, week tomorrow, twenty fourth of January, yeah, should be out. Well, if it's out by the time this goes out, uh, you'll be able to find the link in the show notes below. Um, George, you're a bloody good bloke, and I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, where where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? Uh, yeah, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, all at George Grisley. Um, and yeah, come check me out, say hi. I promise I'm sometimes a good bloke. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, thanks very much for listening and we will see you for the next one.